Welcome to Not A Blog, where as you can hear, this is Not A Blog. I'm Ken. And I'm Jason. And welcome to another exciting episode nine. And I say this every time, an exciting episode. But this one's special, because what are we doing, Ken? Well, we're standing in front of a bunch of people who are looking at us awkwardly. Making no noises. This, <laughs> this is our live show. Yay! Yay! <laughs> hey, we got one for exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, no, this is our uh, final kind of presentation for our class. This is the reason why we started this whole entire thing. Um, it's really, it's all come up to this point. Yes. And it's not, it's not the last episode of the podcast. It is not the last episode of this nope. podcast. Nope. But what is also special about this podcast, I forgot about that. We were talking about last episode. What's that? It's our 10th episode. Oh, yeah, this is our 10th episode. Yeah. We, we're in the double digits. It says 09, but we start with 00, so, you know. Yeah, it's a pro- program. You'd understand if you're programming. People, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, no, this is exciting. You know, this is our first time doing it live, so we could just sit in front and look at everybody. It's a little front. awkward, but I think, yeah, I think yeah. we'll get through. We'll just not look at them. Yeah. Or imagine them all in their undergarments. <laughs> nah. <laughs> but uh so this episode today we are doing an interview so this is our second interview first one was with our moms and this one now is a little more serious a little more serious yes as our final project we instead of doing a presentation for our class we're doing a live show for our class and uh, with us we have another fellow student in the class who's been doing a, a research project himself and uh we brought him on to kind of make one gigantic presentation for the show slash class slash get a good grade at the end Exactly, and that's the whole point, getting a good grade at the end. Should, should we introduce him? Yeah, we should. So yeah. this is Kyle Burke. You Kyle come Burke, t- come say hi. Hey, good to be on the show. So Kyle doesn't have to do a PowerPoint, but now he just has to remember everything on his little... Ooh, oh, oh, he's never, got his PowerPoint. He's got his PowerPoint. <laughs> so Kyle, why don't you tell us what you're talking about, what you did your research for... So this quarter, like we talked about in our... Episode zero zero is like we're doing a research project. So ours was uh, seeing what it takes to do a podcast. So Kyle, what are you doing or what did you do? Yeah, well, what brings you to the program and what are you doing? Uh, so my interest has been primarily, well, it didn't start off this way, but um, I'm planning on going into cybersecurity. Uh, so initially uh, what I wanted to do was look into like the feasibility of making a system that would go out and hack into people's IoT devices, and then instead of using them for a botnet, just secure them um, and give it a cool name like Sentinel. It's, you know, vaguely menacing or something like that. There we go. Um, and I learned pretty quickly on that things like this already do exist. Um, I, I just remembered that uh, the FBI already has Sentinel. Oh. Sorry. Well... So good thing well, I didn't, the show's over. It's ruined. We didn't spend that much time on it. That would be unfortunate. Although I feel like you know maybe they haven't copyrighted it. You know. Um, so instead, I shifted towards uh, defense against botnets and uh, DDoS attacks, and what you can do as an individual to help secure your own home network and your Internet of Things devices, because it is kind of a huge problem. Yeah, I imagine we kind of talked about that in one of our episodes when. Uh, Microsoft introduced their um, IoT devices using a Linux kernel and stuff like that. So we talked about it a little bit a few episodes ago. Um, but why don't you start off with, what is a botnet for people who don't know? Uh, well, a botnet is not always a terrible thing, but it's pretty much just a <laughs> bunch of connected computers that are coordinated to perform a task. So it could be like most bad actors, they use uh, it for a DDoS attack to take down a company's web server or something like that. 
or it could be used for something better like just crowdsourcing computing power. Okay. Kind of like you, you talk about a little bit with the, a little bit of notes that um, we got from the World Community Grid. That's like one of the voluntary type things or whatever. Yeah. So that's one that's been around for actually quite a while now. Um, but you can voluntarily enroll your computer to use its uh, idle time to process things. And so some of the stuff they do, they have different projects where you apply with your what you, it is you want to do. And then you'll get approved and then you'll be granted access to all of this computing power. So is that like the uh, the SETI project that's been running for decades? Yeah, uh, SETI at home. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, similar to that. Where like blasting out to the internet, like what is it? It's like radio data that they're trying to pull from space and work. Yeah, or something. And just hope that we're not all alone out there. Spoiler alert! No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so they have a number of different projects. So like mapping cancer markers, finding out new ways of making better solar panels, projects for clean water, and list goes on. But it's usually uh, for the betterment of our world. That's always good. So that's a good one. Uh, you you obviously probably researched some bad ones. Can you want to tell us about those? Oh, yeah, bad botnets? Uh, there's plenty. So they're... Well, let me get my list. Hold yeah, on. Not only <laughs> plentiful, but also... How long do you have? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of them. So they've been around for quite a while, and none of the notes are there. Oh, wait, no, I went to another slide. It's uh-huh. great podcasting. Oh, no. Take care. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> None of this gets cut out. So, uh, so one of the oldest ones I, the oldest notable one that I found was called Grum, and it was back in 2008, uh, which is, you know, before we really had IoT devices. Yeah. Um, uh, in the four years to 2012, it became responsible for up to 26% of the world's spam email traffic. So, not just our country, but the entire planet. And in its peak in 2010, it was emitting just shy of 40 billion messages a day wow Wow. so so what kind of so if it's making spam right that means it's like shooting emails off yeah so spam emails um and it could even be maybe some phishing ones in there so what kind of devices were shooting uh, spam emails in 2008 uh so it could have been people's personal computers it could be if you were a terrible network administrator it could have been one of your servers um pretty much any device that uh, people could access through the internet so I guess we didn't have like smart refrigerators back then or anything that would uh, shoot emails. Probably yet. not. Yeah. Okay. Not but yet. We have those now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So there's a ton of them out there. They're out there back then. Uh, so Grum was one of them. Zero Access, which did click fraud, which is for advertising. So you're just getting fake clicks to generate money. I hate uh, those. Bitcoin mining. So that one's a little bit newer. Uh, Windigo, which is a. Uh, can't remember. Windigo is the name of a monster, so that's, you know, oh, pretty yeah. bad. I have killed many a Windigo in World of Warcraft. <laughs> like, prime farm spot when you're, like, level Man. five or six. What kills a Windigo? A sharp knife. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not in this case, but. Yeah. Uh, it also did spam v- email, and it did virus distribution. Uh, Storm, uh, not the X-Men. Uh, share price fraud, identity theft, and others. They also just kind of hired it out to the highest bidder. Um, and then just there's tons of them out there. So have there any been like have there been like governmental uses of botnets? Like that sounds like something China would really be into. You think so, but maybe they're just better at hiding it. But uh <laughs> um so there have been a couple that I found out about. There's the Secret British Spy Agency, which is the Joint Threat Research Shh. Intelligence Group, which begs Don't the question really What's the James secret? Bond one? What's the James Bond one? Uh MI6. MI6 is it MI6? 
Uh, they just maybe it's a division of MI6. James Bond know. owns it. The short abbreviation is JTRIG. Um, so they yeah, used James a botnet Bond. to direct a DDoS attack at the chat rooms of Anonymous to kind of take them offline. Oh, cool. So they couldn't coordinate things between each other. Um, France is also suspected of doing a similar thing. They And it's also suspected that they created a malware known as NBOT, which went out and infected computers and launched DDoS attacks. Oh, okay. So it kind of... Begs the question, is this legal? Is it ethical? Yeah. And we're talking about it in another class, too. <laughs> Man, I mean, so so how is it, so governments are doing this, people are doing this, hackers, whatnot. Um, is there a way to kind of defend against this? Use a good word for it. I like it in your the dark arts or oh, yeah. defend against the dark um, arts. Yeah, in my, my presentation, I coined it defense against the dark arts. Um, so if you're a company uh, that's looking to defend your you know, network-connected resources, there's a couple of different options. Uh, one of the most popular ones out there is to just subscribe to a DDoS mitigation service. Um, and those are primarily just like reverse proxies. So instead of it coming directly to you, it goes to one of their servers. It will sometimes evaluate whether they think that it's actually a real person or you know a DDoS attack. And then it'll just kind of forward it along. Or if they have it cached, since proxies will frequently cache things, they'll just kind of deliver that. Um, a lot of companies do this. Akamai, Cloudflare, uh, VeriSign was an interesting one because they do certificates. So okay. I found that kind of interesting. Interesting, yeah. So, uh, so we got all this stuff, and it can be bad. So are there any defenses against some of this? Um, oh, you already said it. I don't know why I said that. I don't, well, there is, I'm reading there is, something else. <laughs> there is another one that's out there. Um, My bad. It was developed by a team at Washington, no, University of Washington, uh, so closer to here. Um, and it's a system called Phalanx, which is just a pretty cool name to start with. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty similar to a reverse proxy, but it kind of takes it a step further. So instead of just kind of mindlessly just checking things and forwarding it along, um, it so kind of working backwards instead of it forwarding it along it just holds on to it what the request and waits for the server to say hey i'm ready for it so it gets to work at its own pace and doesn't get overwhelmed so the um all the computers in the phalanx network are called mailboxes so the mailboxes would go down before your server would go down okay um so you effectively have like iot mailbox things you have your own botnet defending against another botnet yeah, uh, you'd probably not want to use IoT devices. They probably wouldn't have the uh, the oomph that you'd want for something like this. But it'd be like a botnet net. Yeah, a botnet to shield you against other botnets. Um, and it's just like a little bit smarter because it also requires uh, the requester to solve like a computational problem. So this could be something that takes like maybe half a second for your average computer, which a typical end user is never going to notice. Yeah, but when you have an attacker that's trying to make hundreds or thousands of requests per second, all of a sudden it has to take an extra half a second every single time. So it makes a computational requests, right? Yeah. So could you have it like maybe work on some Bitcoin mining for you? So like, hey, DDoSers, you should DDoS me. Come on, come on, send it my that, way. <laughs> that would be complicated, but theoretically, yeah, yeah. you could do that. You and I don't think anybody would have a problem with that. Call, They'd be call, like, bring it on. Come DDoS. Yeah. <laughs> I, I dare you to try to DDoS me. And then you just start using their IoT devices yeah. to make All you money. All of a sudden, your, your stock prices are just through the roof. 
So how do so how do large companies, um, you know, like Microsoft and Amazon, whatnot, how do they mitigate their attacks? They just have the large like a large enough infrastructure to kind of block from these IoT attacks. Yeah. So huge companies, they will typically, you know, not have as much of a problem with DDoS attacks. They have really large networks, so they effectively have their own DDoS mitigation service built in. And if you subscribe to something like if you use AWS or Microsoft Azure, you can get their DDoS mitigation service as part of the package if you wanted it. So um for IoT devices and stuff, uh we I kind of skipped ahead earlier. That's why I was like, wait a minute, blah blah blah. But mm -hmm. um what are some IoT devices? I know we got like smart thermostats, we got like a smart garage, but can you name some other ones that like for a home or in and industry ones that you'd, people would use? Uh, for the home ones, the most popular ones right now that you're seeing like tons of sales on are going to be like your smart speakers and your smart, smart light bulbs for your home lighting systems. Um, so you got a bunch of different companies out there. So like one, something like Philips, you'd probably be all right with because huge company. Yeah. They'll update the stuff. But then there's some cheaper ones that people will be like, oh, cool, I can get in on this. And then it doesn't receive updates for, you know, years at a time. And it's those ones that start to become a problem. Yeah. Do you see, like, because, you know, those things are getting pretty big. Have you seen, mm -hmm. like, doing your research, like, a lot of problems with security-wise for that? I know we kind of talked about, like, protecting and everything, but, like, have you seen, like, where it's kind of getting, like, a bigger thing? Yeah. So the typical problems with those is they'll have, like, weak administrator passwords, and okay. all it takes is, and it's usually just the same default one across all oh, of yeah. them, so all it takes is somebody posting it to the internet. And now you don't even have to try to break that password. Yeah, capital P password. Yep, that's access. the best one to use. So this whole like botnet problem, uh, I just remember recently the FBI told you to told everyone to basically turn off their router, right, and turn up like reboot it. Is that because of these botnets? Like, is there some kind of like persistent thing that goes away, like in Flash or something? Um. So that yeah, that's something that's come up recently. The VPN filter malware. Um, it could potentially turn into a botnet. Um, the thing is that we're really not sure right now exactly everything that it can do. Um, there's a company um, that was doing research on this, uh, Talos, and they've been working with public and private sector companies, uh, law enforcement, and it just got to the point where they hadn't figured everything out yet, but they figured at this point it was better to let people know about it, even though that kind of, you know, gives away their element of surprise that like, oh, hey, we've been found out to whoever it is that's making this, which at this point, it's suspected that it's state-sponsored. Okay. So as someone who's been researching this for the past two, three months, um, would you recommend as well that people go home and restart their routers? Uh, so what they've been saying is that rebooting it will temporarily disrupt it. So, so you have to keep doing it pretty much. As, yeah, so yeah. seeing as like rebooting it, it's a pretty easy thing to do. Like, it's just generally a good practice. Eventually, your router's going to go a little crazy, like your phone, if you leave it on yeah. for too many weeks. So it's just a good thing to do every now and then anyways. And if it does disrupt it, like you might as well make it as hard on them as possible. Um, so yeah. And it doesn't affect every single device out there. What yeah. they've been seeing is it's mostly uh, uh, Netgear routers. Um, I think I have all of them listed here. Uh, yep. Uh, Linksys. Of course. Microtik. Never even heard of that one. Netgear and TP-Link, as well as QNAP network detached storage devices, which most people probably don't have. Yeah. So we're about to go to our commercial break, but do you have any closing thoughts? Of course, we're going to talk a little bit more later, but do you have any closing thoughts before we go to commercial break? Uh, Anything else you want to talk about your 
your project as a whole that maybe the audience would like to hear or people that are on this mic like to hear? This is your chance to uh, shout out to the world. Keep your stuff up to date. Like, really, that's going to be like one of the biggest things you can do as an individual is just to like keep your stuff updated. It's really not that hard. Yeah, you have to wait a little bit, but it's better than somebody using your stuff for free, right? You might yeah. as well like at least try to charge them a little bit. Uh, yeah, at least like I mean, just, hey, can I use your stuff? Yeah, just buy me a pizza every once in a while, man. <laughs> you can do it. All right, and let's uh, let's go to our sponsors. Worried about your house catching on fire? Smoke detector just isn't intelligent enough? Look no further. With a smart smoke detector, with the help of a smart smoke detector, you are able to use your Amazon Dash button to buy a fire extinguisher and look for a new home to live in at the same time. Find yours today. Yay. Yeah, that was a good <laughs> Thanks a lot to Fun for doing that live. Yes, appreciate it. On In the one spot, take. just like that. Man, I know. Woo. I wouldn't have been done that. Have you? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I just, I just <laughs> I don't have like, the vocal cords for that. We already made mistakes. Oh, yeah. So uh, we're here at a sponsor break, and uh, we're going to use this time today to uh, really kind of you know, reach out to basically our core group of people, everyone who's uh, our friends and family and whatnot. We really thank you for helping us get through this whole like this whole first quarter. This has really been the first stepping stone in getting the show out there. Um, and then also our, uh, our class as a whole, you know, they've, they've had to put up with our crap for basically the last two or so months. And, uh, you know, oh, they're doing a podcast. Doing a podcast. Yeah. It's like, I got to write my blog and we're like, I submitted the same podcast for three assignments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they have to put up with that too. But, uh, no, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been great and we really appreciate everyone here. And, uh, you know, it's, we have a, we have a couple of list, regular listeners in the class and, um, it's definitely the class as a whole has definitely had an impact on, uh, you know, what we do, why why we do the show. Yeah, and definitely those listeners have also given constructive criticism to help improve because there's things that you don't even think about, like us talking. We're like, oh yeah, that seems good, and then someone says something, you're like, I never even thought about that. Yeah, it's it's one of those things you come across as a developer is like you know your product inside and out, and it really takes an outsider perspective to be like. Oh yeah, like why did I should have thought about that, but it was just so readily apparent apparent to me even without saying stuff that I hadn't, you know, we'd been talking about things and not even really making yeah. it completely clear, but no yeah, it's it's great to have that feedback and um our class definitely is right there on the gr- on the ground floor with us um calling us out on our crap. Yes. Especially Todd. <laughs> no, Todd <laughs> you like mean Jason? Yeah, yeah, Jason, yeah. <laughs> yes. But no, he he like uh the thing that we were doing too is like really not saying what we were talking about in the beginning of our episodes. And I was like, man, I didn't even think about that. Like, and I was like, yeah, we should probably do. Should yeah. Probably. Our aspirational leader episode kind of sounded like we had a, uh, just a couple of man crushes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying, Elon Musk gets pretty awesome. So, and oh, I mean, Palmer lucky Palmer T Palmer. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. <laughs> no. So, but yeah, thanks for uh, reaching out to us and uh, everyone who has thus far. And um, if you want to continue to uh, give us feedback on the show, we really appreciate it. You can find us at um, facebook.com slash notablogpodcast or at Twitter at notablogpodcast. Or if you just want to email us or whatever, it's <laughs> notablogwastaken at gmail.com. 
And uh, and also once again, thank you for the the listeners out there around the world, especially in is it in Florida? There were some in Florida, and there were some the oh, we got them all over. Yeah, I, just, Iowa, Colorado, Florida, Alabama, yeah, um, Massachusetts. Next episode, we'll do a shout out to somebody uh, again, but um, we didn't have enough time this time to do a shout out. Right. So I'll well, just put out the... speaking of time, let's uh, let's jump back into it. Yeah, how about we do that as I say things. And we are back from the things that we do in the middle of an episode of a podcast. So we talked to Kyle, the last section of it. So this is kind of an open part of ours. Kyle, did you have any questions for us as a podcast, like anything you would like to ask what a podcast, what we do for our podcast, how we do it, or anything of that sort? Uh, yeah. So I listened to the first two episodes of your podcast, and in one... One they were there. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, you should have done that." <laughs> the yeah. Beginning, no. Yeah, they get, that, they get okay at three. <laughs> um, and one thing you mentioned is like the difficulties with using USB mics, and that uh, you mentioned at some point you could potentially do your whole show and then realize it's not there. I was just wondering, have you run into that problem? Not yet. Yeah, we've luckily haven't lost it. Hold on, let me check. Knock on wood, right? Yeah. No, yeah, we haven't lost an entire episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, so. Initially, when we first uh, plugged the mics in, um, we were in a, what was it? A, uh, oh, it was the sound an, room. An ensemble room. Yeah, in the new and building. So, yeah, in the new building, there's an ensemble room. So it's got like seating for like 15. Everyone can bring their instruments in and play. Well, we set up the mics and we recorded. And after the fact, our very first episode, just this terrible echo just resonated. And we've talked about this before. Um, but what it ended up being was all of the music stands in the room. These yeah. like nice little plastic deflectors like you can't hear it as a human being but the mics getting picked up trying to be synced like they just created this terrible like echo chamber of audio doom and so we actually went back there and we piled we recorded there again but we piled all the music stands like in the corner and i threw my coat on them and just like laid them down and it was fine yeah and it was weird too because like we were pretty far away like we were just like hey what if we're on both sides of a room so we're like 15 feet apart and we're still getting that echo we're like it was driving us crazy right so as we haven't had like lost footage or not footage but you know content we've definitely had to do a lot of work to salvage content what hey why don't you tell what you learned last episode about the speakers (laughs) Oh yeah, so because of that whole thing, with first off with the two USB mics, we've had two um, Windows only likes one mic, you know, one audio input. That's the base Windows drivers, and so we had to figure out how to use like this this uh, driver called ASIO for all. Which if you're you know into music stuff, you kind of know about that. Um, but ever since when you use that program, it busts out your audio channels into like every possible conceivable channel that's in your computer. Like you have access to it. Like I can choose the, I want the left speaker on my computer to get, get this music. And I want the, the audio, the headphone output on my mic to get this audio out. Like you, you have that, it's that granular. Um, but since then I've been having it to listen to the podcast. I had, I thought I had it set up right, but anytime I tried to replay a podcast, it was like this garbled junk that you can just barely hear us in the background. 
And it wasn't until last night that I found out that I was feeding my laptop speakers too many channels. So I actually cut out the bottom six channels that it was trying to feed it, you know, the subwoofer left, subwoofer right, all that. It was trying to push that through two little speakers, which was making all this garble noise. And so once I cut those out, I'm like, oh, look, I don't have to completely shut down and restart my computer <laughs> to get the Windows drivers back just to listen to make sure we didn't lose everything. Yeah, that was an awesome thing to learn. It's been a, it's definitely been a, uh, a growing, you know, a time, time to grow. At least we audio. still don't know what we're audio. doing half the yeah, time. We, we don't. I don't think we ever will. Yeah, it's just. We'll never like stop learning. It's just when we choose to stop. Yes. Learning. Can you <laughs> choose to stop learning? No. Okay. No. Just turn your brain off. Yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> Did you have any other questions, Kyle, or anything else? Because we can open no. up the floor to ask questions. Because we could talk about what we've done. But if you have specific questions to, uh. I thought you were raising your hand. If, um, if you have specific questions and you, you you know how to follow directions, given out before the show, um, please come on up to the side and we'll we'll get with you when you're ready. Did you have yeah. any, Kyle? Or okay. So and then what we'll do probably is um, for those listening to the voice and everybody seeing us, we'll probably do questions and finish up our part of uh, the po- uh, what we did mean Ken for the podcast, and then at the end we'll probably do questions for Kyle. Uh, yeah, for any no, other. We'll kind of so if you have a question for either of us, you know, come just kind of state your question. We'll we'll get to it. Uh, first up, we have uh, Damon. He's been one of the most avid followers on Facebook. Anything we po- I don't know if he listens, but anything we post, he definitely comments oh, definitely on. Po- it. <laughs> definitely post. Definitely comments on it. So uh, what's what's your question? Yeah, I just had a question. Um, He's lowering the mic you for him. Guys, you guys are prepping for an episode. Do you do any dry runs or rehearsals, or do you just kind of go through, cut out what's bad, and keep going? Did you want to go first? Yeah, either way. I mean, oh, no matter. So, so Jason, I do all the editing and all the, the like the posting and the hosting and all that stuff. Jason's the one who actually like digs up our content. You know, he'll be like, "Hey, I found this. You want to talk about?" It? Okay, like, <laughs> sure. You know, and so um, once once we actually have our topics, we'll we'll find a couple like news articles on it, and then we'll uh, we'll kind of both read them, and then before the show, we'll kind of deliberate like over, oh, what do you think about this? What do you talk? You know, where can we go with this? Yeah. And so, I mean, Jason's content collection process. I mean, what that, is it? That's him. But yeah. So like, for we don't. So it, <clears throat> excuse me, like uh, we were talking about, well, Kyle was like, I listened to the first like two episodes. Yeah, those are the bad ones. Like we've gotten a lot better about like, hey, this is our content. Like we have like, a, like right now I'm reading a page of like, hey, this is next, 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 next. And uh, so that part makes it easy. And then once we put in our content, uh, what we're going to talk about, it's pretty easy as long as we know like the subject itself. There has been like the first two episodes. We're like, okay, I read this stuff, but like it, it's hard to for me anyway, if I don't read it prior, um, and then I'm just reading off my, um, my screen, it's very hard to follow or I don't say something right. So it's easier right. to read it and then just go off the top of my head. And if, I mean, we think we've gotten better. If you think otherwise, please, oh, please, please tell let us. us know. <laughs> Paul, did you want to let us know? Anything? No. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, but yeah. And then for, um, how we get our content, um, I, we kind of talk about it in our paper is it's funny. Um, Social media is an awesome place to get like a starting part for our content. So like, for example, um, we were doing for our two um, leadership people, Elon Musk posts everything he's going to do with any of his companies. So it's like super easy. Like, oh, he's doing this. All right, well, let's go research that. And I already know about it. And with uh, not a blog, 
um, on Twitter. I, I just look on there, be like, okay, these are some topics that people are talking about or some tech that's going on right now. So you find that initial stuff on social media and then you go somewhere else to find the actual hard facts. Yeah, I mean, once yeah, once we get that content together, we sit down. We probably sit there for an hour, talk about what we want to do before we actually jump into recording. So it's that's kind of our process. But it is one run through though. Like we don't yeah. like like besides like the commercial break, where we'll pause it and then we'll like okay, this is gonna be the commercial break. But other than that, it's just we'll, then, we'll I'll go in and cut things out. Let's basically my editing, I cut cut out probably you know two to five minutes a show, depending on how. How much we stumble up on our words, yeah, <laughs> or just like have a brain fart, like uh, yeah, or uh, like ramble on, or like yeah. that commercial with the <laughs> the, hy- the, yeah. the hyperloop, or yeah, <laughs> we, there's so much more to that commercial than you guys. Yeah. Anyways, so Ocu- uh, yeah, the Oculoop. Our next question is from uh, our Richard instructor. Becker, our instructor. Dump, dump, Let's dump. see. We are lowering the mic for our instructor. Yeah. <clears throat> so my question is. So my question is, the um, working through all of this stuff, generally I can tell just by your expressions that you've really enjoyed this, uh, finding the uh, topics that you're going to talk, creating the commercials and all of that. My question to you, though, is what is, for each of you, is what is it that you have disliked the most from doing this? Hmm. So... Some things have gotten better where the, so the, when we first began, I'd say the part I disliked the most was finding a room and it's gotten <laughs> nomadic podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we're, we're just roaming like in the first probably what, four episodes, uh, we were roaming to find a place. Yeah. We'd get out of one of our classes at seven and it wouldn't be until like eight twenty when we finally like okay here this is where we're at because we're closing we need to get this done yeah we have till nine o'clock what are we gonna do and uh so that part was kind of hard like we kind of it's gonna be interesting during summer uh we kind of talked about last episode off air but um where we're gonna do it next because you know campus is gonna be closed for a while so we want it like a center location for both of us to go and record the podcast. Kind of, you were talking about a place and we'll probably, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. As we have like a, I have friends who own a recording studio who maybe just, you know, let us lend a, a quiet room. Um, but, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of my, what I dislike the most. Um, I don't know. It just, it's kind of, maybe the beginning, like maybe really, the editing. Or? So it's like, I already have two kids. Yeah. It's like having a third, you know, it's like, and, and your kids can be. Am a pain I your in the kid? Ass. Is that what you're saying? No, no, not you. But your kids can be a pain in the ass. But at this point in time, it's it's still like a labor of love, and I've really kind of come into this, and I really enjoy doing it. And so, like, I'll stay up late. You know, either I'll walk the baby, put him to sleep, and then I'll, I'll like, I got to sit down and edit. It's got to get out to the audience. So it's really, I think it's not only the building the podcast, but you know, being accountable to. I don't dislike being accountable to the audience, but it's like I'm doing this thing, even though it's more work and whatnot. Um, but cause I want to get it out on, on time, you know, hit that Wednesday deadline. So that's kind of, uh, we're, we're trying to keep the content going for you guys out there and in, in pod land. So did you have something else rich that you want to, yeah, we said this would probably go about 40 minutes. So we, we got time. We got plenty of time. So probably I used the wrong term dislike. What was the, I meant to say, what was the hardest thing, the hardest thing, the hardest thing that you had to do. And then finally, um, you all have access to this campus during the summertime. Okay. Uh, so if you need a room, you can use this room. 
we can find your room to do your uh, broadcast throughout the summertime. Okay. So if we're going to the hardest, I would have to say is our stick, our cadence of our, our show. Because in the beginning, we're just kind of like, yeah, let's talk about this. Let's do this. You know, it's all, it's all over the place. We've kind of toned to what we want. And there's some things, you know, we, we tweak a little bit since then. But that part, I think, is the hardest. Like trying to find a part um, where we want to talk about, like, in the beginning of our content, we usually talk about um, something funny about what our subject is. But sometimes it doesn't always work. Right? You can't talk about something funny about everything, you know. So that part has been hard trying to get that cadence and for our i think uh, for me the the hardest part was just starting like yes. that, that sitting down for that first show we kind of sat there and like Dude, it, that was it a around. long show it just we we talked about it and everything's everything's great when you first like oh yeah yeah we'll do this it's just like you have that moonshot you have those those ideas of this is what we're gonna do this is how it's gonna go and then when you sit down you're just like all right this is uh, a. <laughs> I think we we're, rambled we're, on for like forty something minutes. We're doing this, and that, that was another thing too. Is uh, we we were like, hey, our episodes are going to be thirty minutes, no more. <laughs> and yeah, that that didn't happen. <laughs> oh, we got to do. We got to hit the twenty minute mark, and then as we've gone on, it's they've kind of increased more. And yeah, more, and more. But I think our longest one was the mother's. Was it the Mother's Day one? That was or yeah, we. I think we broke in just around fifty minutes sometime. Yeah. So ideally, we'd keep it shorter, but you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where we go. Sometimes people just like to talk, so. Anyways, any more questions? Is there any questions? Anyone Anyone have questions for Kyle? Questions nope. for the podcast? Qu anyone? Anyone? You don't want to get on the mic? You can get on the mic. Okay, so we're, we're fushling things. So. Oh. Okay, so we want questions off air. Anyone else on air for Kyle? We got one. Rich Beggard. So this question is for Kyle, is that with the research that you've done, where do you plan on taking this going forward? I don't know. Um, Sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> I mean, I'm supposed to be prepared for questions, so I guess I did not succeed in getting out of it by, you know, piggybacking on somebody else's presentation. Um, I think on... For one side of things, it's going to be kind of like a PSA, just kind of like let people know like what they should be doing um, to keep their stuff from being a part of this thing. Um, and also on the other side, um, kind of being an advocate for businesses, because one of the reasons people do uh, DDoS attacks against a company is to take them offline. People go there during that time. They can't get there. They get frustrated. They never come back. And, you know. For that you know attacker they've succeeded um so just kind of letting people know hey like this is a thing that happens sites go down it's just kind of what we have to deal with just go try again later i got a question for you um are do you plan so you going into this research you kind of research you know good botnets bad botnets do you have any uh, aspirations to actually like develop a good botnet yourself something that could go out your initial research that like and you know self-patch other IT devices? If I could code more than a nice web page, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel um, Probably in the future, maybe, as like a, just like a pet project, something like that, if it continues to be an issue. Um, I do plan on going into cybersecurity eventually, so I'll probably end up learning some programming. So at that point, on my own, I might just do that for fun. Yeah, that'd be a cool thing. And last question. No, last question, just a comment. Just to plant a seed, you have your senior project. 
Oh, no, you don't. He did. I know. He's, he's, uh, yeah. I'm graduating. (laughs) Kyle's graduating. So, yeah, um, we're going to continue on for the next year, of course, and, uh, you can, uh, you can definitely, I show, remember it's a minute. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, you're definitely, um, we're going to keep doing the show and we're going to roll this, uh, show into our senior project as well. Um, kind of get the best bang for our buck. Um, I'm I've already swapped to the yearly plan for the hosting. Oh, nice. So yeah. But, so yeah. So uh, it's official. I have one last thing for you. So your podcast is called Not a Blog. Yes. There's this thing called vlogging, which is video blogging. So wouldn't this just be an audio blog? No, no, it's a podcast. Yeah, it's not a blog. Actually, the short podcast, the more generic term is netcast. So it already has its own thing. It was around before vlogging. Psh. Oh yeah, because vlogging is the worst. They're they're vlog- vloggers are just podcasters with pictures, <laughs> moving pictures. That's exactly what we're that not is. recording this. Well, audibly, but not. Anyways, but yeah, so uh, that's I think that's gonna wrap it up. We're hitting about our time limit, and so uh, yeah, we would just want to say thanks to everyone out there in uh, internet land for. Uh, for being with us through this journey and uh we've we've made one small step for our uh our show we have and uh we're, we're about to take that giant leap for the next year so all right <laughs> anyways uh thanks for listening i'm ken and i'm jason and this as you've heard is not a blog thank you <laughs>